Oh, it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. right back while Matt Brush recovers from his fainting. <sighs> I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today, uh, th- this man, I went no, to no, the no, Arctic. No, it's Anthos. It's Anthos. Oh. Just, I, it's Anthos. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Anthos. It's Hi, nice to Matt see you. Brush. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm taking um, the reins here. I'm taking the reins. Yeah, you know what? Let the rain fall down. Hey, Let how about that? Let the rain fall down. down. I don't really know the words. My sanity. Yeah. Something like that. How are you know what? How are you guys doing? How's the audience doing? That's what I thought. That's exactly yeah, what I thought. Thank you. Anthos. That brush. Would you like to hear a really funny pirate joke? Oh no. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell only, you a regular one. I'll only hear yeah, I just want to hear a regular one. Okay. <laughs> Anthos. Why couldn't the pirate play cards? Because he was playing hooky. <laughs> That's Captain Hooky to you, sir. No, uh, why couldn't the pirate play cards? Because he was sitting on the deck. <laughs> yep. I don't think I get it. Can, he was sitting just... on the deck because deck is used as a ship, the deck of a ship, but also a deck of cards. So it's actually oh, a double entendre. Hey, yeah. hey there. Cool. Hey, I now. You're a joke star. Get your joke on. on. Sit on the deck. Yeah. <laughs> Anthos, you seem like you're in a good mood, and it's weird for you. It's unique. So, what's going on? Um, uh, it's cloudy outside. With a chance of meatballs. Oh, meatballs, yeah. Oh, and I know, I'm just Italian, turned... so that's my kind of weather. <laughs> hey, that's a me. I like it's, the meatballs. It's, it's a me. What can I say? It's a me. A meatball. <laughs> Wouldn't a Swedish person be a meatball though? Don't, aren't they like the king of meatballs? You guys are more pasta. Uh, actually, well, you know what? Okay, we shouldn't. I don't know if we should say we are pasta because apparently. We are pasta. <laughs> well, I don't Asians think you and, should say that. <laughs> no, no, no. We should. Okay. But we would still be wrong because apparently Asians invented pasta, which I am also Asian, so how? I win either way. <laughs> I'm just gonna say how. How did they invent pasta? They have rice. That's not pasta. No, but they made noodles first, and pasta oh, is it's just just noodles in different did shapes. Did they make rice noodles? Because that doesn't count. They make egg noodles too. Oh, did, oh, that's true. Egg noodles. Yep. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They make did shrimp they noodles. That's they not, make that's not a noodle. They that, make that's uh, not real. They make glass potato noodles. That okay. That that'll work because I like gnocchi. Gnocchi. Hey, Anthos, spell gnocchi. <laughs> Prove your Italian. G n o c c h i. Oh. Oh, you are Italian. You know what's up. You like it the spicy meatball. I, I like it the spelling correctly. <laughs> nice. Um, Anthos, what are we doing in the show? What's the next part? Uh, let's just not even... Whatever. It's supposed let's to be just, ye old news, but we don't have news. Do we like, have news? 
I don't know. I'm um, I'm Italian and Chinese. That's news. I didn't talk about last week, but Doom Eternal happened at uh, Bethesda. There was like a oh. Bethesda Con or whatever it's called. Yep. Is it Bethesda Con? I don't even Beth know. Con. It's, no, it's called QuakeCon. It's Con Beth. I think I called it BlizzCon last time, and that was you wrong. did call it BlizzCon. It's not BlizzCon. Yeah. That's Blizzard. That's totally different. Um, I what I meant to say was QuakeCon, which Doom is Bethesda. It pretty much is DoomCon because Quake today is not an IP that matters, and Doom is all that matters because Doom is mm. back on the on the thing. Um, I just want to mention when you showed the Doom thing, uh, like on the webcam, you know, like okay, so if you don't set your camera properly, then things are backwards. Yeah, and I'm not it saying that mood. yours. Is, yeah, it exactly. Mood. Like I want to. We're gonna talk about mood today. What's really, people do these Photoshop things with the Doom logo. It's like a meme, and uh, with the Doom logo, if you put it the other way, it's wood. It's wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So people have this like photo of the Doom guy with a chainsaw, and it just says wood. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I really that's like great. It. Um, no, so I don't actually have much to say except for Doom Eternal's looking really good, uh, and I, I don't play many games right now, but the I'm a big fan of Doom from the first all the way up, uh, and I really liked the Doom reboot in 2016, and I'm excited for Doom Eternal. I think it looks good. I think it's delayed to, like, November or something, but they showed some footage of it. I thought that was really cool, and also, if you're excited about it at all, there is Doom 1 and 2 and 3 now available on PS4, Xbox One, and Wii U, or Switch. What's the new Nintendo Switch? Uh, and and yeah. uh, Android and iOS as well. So you can actually play the classic Dooms if that's an interest of yours. If you Ooh. are, though, I do suggest playing them on PC because PC is like where you're supposed to play these games. But you sure. can branch out. If, you, if you're one of those weirdos, then buy it on your weirdo device, your, your Wii U Switch thing. Or like your, your Apple Watch. Yeah, play it on weirdos. That. Yeah, you weirdos. Uh-huh. Play it on your Apple Watch. I mean, Doom is like the most famous ported game on anything if people are practicing how to port something they will practice with the first doom game so like if people are programming let's say their fridge and like trying to like port things onto it for the fun of hacking they yep. will use doom the doom wad and they will use that to port onto the fridge just for what? fun so there actually is like the samsung fridge people will put doom on it <laughs> <laughs> how does yeah. how does that work what yeah you- it's 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 that since it's like from 91 or 92 and it's just like the way the code works it's really easy i think for people to be able to translate it onto other code so huh. yeah okay well. it's a well uh, anyways game. you reminded me a little bit about um nintendo switch so apparently i think uh, they might be under some sort of like lawsuit right now or or some sort of litigation because the oh. joy cons like a lot of a lot of people are experiencing something called joy con drift so oh is it listing lazily to the left something well i don't know if it's left <laughs> specifically but i guess um did the n64 controllers not do that too i feel like they did well okay they did that but i noticed that they that only happened if you were if you're holding down the joystick to whatever side as you turned on the n64 but if you let it if, really? if it was yeah wow. if, but if it was sitting if it was sitting default like if you weren't touching it whatsoever and plugged it in and turned it on it would be fine but if you plugged it in and turned it on while holding the joystick to the side, then that's what would script the calibration for whatever reason. At least that, that was my... I did not know that. That's interesting. Well, that was my experience. And I, I, I think my friends mentioned the same thing too. Wow. So I just assumed that that was a thing. But with huh. this one, so... Um, we got the hot tips here on the Scumbar podcast for you, yep. Nintendo fans out there. Nintendo fans. <laughs> Nintendo fans. So, uh, yeah, we so this Joy-Con cover, drifting... <laughs> <laughs> so this Joy-Con drifting is happening... Um, uh, I think with a lot of people, and so there, people are trying to figure out like what can they do about it. Like I think um, there are services online where you can, you know, fix your Joy-Con or whatever. But yeah. I think people want to find out well, what is Nintendo going to do about it? Like, is there going to be some sort of recall? Um, are they going to refund a bunch of players for the Joy-Con? Like, I guess the damage and not being able to play 
to to the full extent i i, I don't know like it's it's still too early to tell but hmm. yeah like the, what they've noticed is uh, it's more so in the left joycon because if you do have say both Joy-Cons plugged in or connected onto the uh, controller dock and you're using it as like one handheld controller, then usually the left analog one is the one you'll be using for overall movement. Right. So most of the cases, Joy- Joy-Con drift is happening in the left Joy-Con, not as much in the right, but still a little, there are some occurrences in the right one. So it seems hmm. like it could just be like any Joy-Con, whatever situation, if you've been using it enough, you could be experienced this Joy-Con drift and... I don't know what the solution is yet other than to go about and fix it on your own or get a new Joy-Con. Um, at the same time, Nintendo's releasing like every single color possible for the Joy-Con. I think they recently, uh, there's like a neon, I don't know, neon seven and neon gray. And I don't know, just like there's all these colors for the Joy-Con now. It's it's fun that's customizable, but at the same time, like, man, so much. Anyway, Nintendo huh. in, in, a, in a nutshell. Well, still, that's news. It's newsworthy. That's news. That's the news. I guess also on Nintendo, I saw Super Mario Maker 2 footage now. I think you and I have Ooh. been throwing videos back and forth. Yeah. And uh, it's an interesting game. I, it's shaping up to be as good as I was hoping it would be. This, the speedrunner community is really enjoying it and doing a lot of cool things with it, as well as, like, the... Um, God, I, I don't know what else to call them, so I'm going to call them pro gamers, but they're like yeah. YouTube gamers that are just having fun trying to complete like the really hard, challenging levels. And we've already seen the first viral video for Super Mario Maker 2 be that really challenging, hard level that was going everywhere on YouTube. So, so yeah. congrats to Nintendo. That's pretty cool. And what it, okay, so the uh, the person who created that, the their Twitter, I guess maybe like their uh, online name is White. YT Sunny, I think. Maybe that stands for like YouTube Sunny. Or he's probably just Sunny. And on YouTube, he's YT Sunny. Maybe on Twitter, he's like T Sunny. I don't know. Whatever. So Sunny created, um, what did he call He called it Mario Mario 1 1 with a twist. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I showed you that video game Donkey video. Yeah. It's like, I wonder what the twist is. I don't I don't get what the twist is. Yeah. It doesn't oh, have a I twist. know what the twist is. There are no Goombas. <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> uh, uh but that that's um i you know i um i have a couple of friends who they're not like big gamers or anything but uh like they'll so they're really they'll, short or are they like skinny they're 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 just like on like the stout side oh okay yeah yeah stout gamers <laughs> um, but i like a so, porter gamer <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 that chocolatey malt gamer yeah <laughs> yes or a coffee so, <laughs> um yeah, so they, they they just noticed whatever videos are trending, and so then they posted it. Uh, they posted that the Mario one one with a twist, and they were talking about it, and they didn't realize like Mario Maker's a thing. Like I commented saying like, oh like oh this is such a like a fun creation that somebody made, and they're like, what? Like this is a real thing? And I I, I had to explain to them like yes, like there's Mario Maker where you can create your own things yeah. and you can create your own levels, and with this you can go online and play levels that other people have created um i like to see that yeah. challenging side i mean i think that's the most intriguing thing with mario maker is it's like you know try to get your best score and challenge each other with it score score <laughs> and it seems so typical with games you know it's like get the high score but it's almost like a lost art and it's so nice to see people competing again trying to like compete for that score and yeah. like against each other i just i love that competition and uh, that game really has a lot of it so i'd like to see more of that kind of stuff so and especially coming from Nintendo, not even from one of the how I see them, the bigger players um, that are really changing the narrative of gaming. Nintendo is just kind of out there always trying to like 
do the Nintendo Disney kind of thing, right? But here they are with like a very competitive game that is doing very well, especially because of YouTube. So yeah, that's cool. So I, I just want to mention that when I um, like when I see these kind of creations, when when somebody puts something like as pivotal as that online, well, the way I take it is you're getting a look into their brain. So when I yeah. see Mario 1-1 with a twist, like if I were to meet that person, like, or and I don't have to meet this person, but this person, whatever you see in that level is spinning in his head. Like if you were to enter his brain, that's right. what you see. You just see like a whole bunch of fire, spinning fire rods and that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually the exact same with coding too. And I always wonder that when I'm coding, I'm working on a game right now and uh, I don't know what portion of myself I'm putting into the game. I really don't because the left portion. My left? Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but it's because the content of this game isn't a theme that has anything to do with my life. So it's very interesting. It's, it's kind of like outside of the box for me, I guess. But at the same time, I bet you like someone like you, I don't, I don't want to say the game or anything, but I bet you someone like you would look into it if you were playing the game. I bet you you'd be like, oh, there's Matt. Like you'd probably see me in the <laughs> game somewhere. Like you'd be like, oh, that's such a Matt thing or something, right? So yeah, um, I, I find it interesting how that's just art in a nutshell. You're really putting yourself into your project. And uh, I think it's very cool. But yeah, you're right. With Mario Maker, it's similar. You're probably seeing the creator in a sense in that level. Yeah. He's twisted. He's a twisted, sadistic person. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just a big fire rod. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move into something I like to call topic number one. Topic number Ooh. one. Topic number one. One, one, one. One, one. But with a twist. Because it's my topic. So I'm going to go first. Ooh. Twisty, um, topsy, turvy, mat brush. And it's got no Goombas. My topic, uh, my topic is about, <laughs> I wonder if you can guess it. my topic. It's a TV show that's been running for a long time now. It's Friends. in its, nope, it's NCIS. still running. still running today. It started in 2001, Simpsons. I want to oh, say. 2001. And uh, it's in its 36th season, I think. What? No, 39th season. It's in its 39th season, currently on air right now. And it started in 2001. Riddle me that. These questions three. That. Uh, it's in its 39th season and it started in 2001 yes this must be bit... some sort of like weird web series or something it's a reality show is it on cable yes survivor yes oh <laughs> so I have not been a survivor fan in my lifetime really yeah Um, I did watch the very first season when it was on air and uh, that was it then I stopped watching entirely my girlfriend is into the show I've never yeah. really watched it but Mm. lately we've been going through the older seasons and uh kind of catching up with the seasons yeah, you as mentioned they go. this to me that's right right yeah. yeah and we're in right now currently like season 37 or 38 i think we're almost caught up wow and i have to say i'm hooked on this show like it went from being a show i didn't care about to a show that i'm like oh this is such good tv like I don't know. There's a lot to make fun of when it comes to reality TV shows, but there's so yeah. much fun in it at the same time that it's Ugh. like, I think I watched The Office like nine or ten times in a row. And then it's like, <laughs> then I'm like, I need something different. And when I'm watching Survivor, it reminds me of when I used to watch Twitch streamers or like, or watch like my girlfriend play a game or something. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching Survivor and I'm, I, it's like a chessboard and I'm trying to figure out the pieces. And I'm trying to figure out the ending and guess the ending. But also since it's not a story structured show... You can't guess the ending. It's just going to happen how it goes with like a twist, right? So I don't know. There's something so intriguing about it, but I just want to talk about it. Have you ever seen Survivor? No, I, I, I might have seen like snippets of it, but I can only recall seeing these snippets back when probably around 2001 when it first came out. Right. And the only thing was there was a guy named Richard or something, right? In the first season. Yeah, I think that's season. the first season. Yeah. 
Right. And uh, I can't remember if he was the winner or not, but I guess my what I took from it was um, Survivor was about people who backstab each other. Like yeah. they would, they form groups or whatever so that they can like get ahead and then they backstab each other so they can also get ahead. Yes. Um, and then also somebody was naked on the show. Oh uh, yeah, I think that was season two in Africa. There was a yeah, guy who was two. naked all the time, yeah. Yeah, uh, so those are the only two things that I can remember from the show. I never... I honestly, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I can never get into reality shows. Like I don't, I generally don't enjoy watching reality shows, mm. at least the way that they're like the genre of stuff like, yeah, Survivor or The Voice, uh, like America's Best Dance Crew, like stuff like that. I don't really enjoy watching them just because right. I, for me, it's always been like, Oh, the way that I interpret it is that these people are on the show and win because media is just like exploiting their story. Mm. And I guess yes, like Definitely. they've given they've given consent or or they've what? they don't know that they've given consent because there's probably fine print in the contract or whatever, right? Because yeah. that's kind of one thing that I uh, experienced. Uh, that's for another story, but um, <laughs> it's it just like. I don't know. Like, if I want to, if I'm gonna watch a TV show, I want it to be that like people form together to put together a story. They've got a whole bunch of creative ideas. Um, they all have these people that they want to work with, and they want to make something that is enjoyable to watch. As opposed to, let's put all these people in a scenario and let's gawk at them and see what happens. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of that's my that's my cynical take on it. But I can see why it is also really entertaining. It's just not necessarily my thing. Well, I agree with you like 100% on all that. And I would say that like 90, 99% of reality TV is garbage. Like it's awful. It's so bad. Um, but we all have a weak spot. And my weak spot happens to be specific reality shows. Right. And um, Survivor is one of them. And okay. MasterChef, oddly enough, is another one. Now, thinking Ooh, okay. about it, MasterChef yeah. I like to watch not because of the reality show aspect but because of the food aspect i get really into the food yeah um, and then yeah. of course by the time you've watched a few episodes you'll find certain contestants that you're interested in you're like okay i'd like to see them go further and then by the time you get near the finale maybe your contestant made it and it's kind of like watching your racehorse win maybe it didn't care and then by the time it gets close to the end you're like oh my god now i care a whole bunch um so i find that with survivor and MasterChef. now i ha i've never enjoyed big brother or the voice or american idol or america's got talent or britain's got talent or any of that kind of i've never really enjoyed any of those um yeah. but that's because i really yeah i don't like the slotting people into things yeah and i think that's something people don't a lot of people don't understand about reality shows it's very first and foremost before a season even starts the producers of the show create templates of all the different types of personalities they want and they go these are the personalities we want these are the personalities we think will clash the most for our reality show then when they do auditions they slot the people into those templates so it's mm. not like they just found 12 people or 16 for survivor and they were like these random 16 people we decided to take in that's never actually how reality shows work it's always yeah. like okay who's our bad boy who's our rebel who's like our young and uh, attractive person or who's like our dumb person who's our funny quippy person right like they, they have these slots and then they audition everybody and they go okay perfect and they put them in second thing is the way they look like maybe not the way they talk or act but the way they look is usually done by the show so that's a big one in MasterChef I think people don't really realize their wardrobes in MasterChef are like always a plain shirt or a shirt that doesn't have logos on it or a hat yeah. that doesn't have a logo on it and I think a lot of people don't realize their wardrobe like 
these people before they come out to do Master Chef, there's literally a wardrobe set up for these characters. So yeah. that maybe the, there's a fisherman character. So he always has a ball cap on that's kind of like a fisherman style ball cap. He's always got a specific plaid shirt on. He's always got certain jeans and shoes. And I think a lot of people don't realize that's the studio giving him that. That's not actually what Wait, he wears. How do you wears. know all this? No, this is just common. Uh, like, it, it, it's just well. For one, it's obvious watching it. I don't actually know, I should say. Oh, okay, but okay. <laughs> it's obvious watching. But for two, this is just common movie-making things. Like, this I is see. All, this is how you make money from a show. And that's what these are about, is making money. Okay. Um, so, the, putting those aside, though, I have to say MasterChef and Survivor are still totally watchable. Weirdly enough, they're really watchable. But keep in mind, I also binge these. I don't watch them weekly. So, I'm not sitting down at a TV watching these on cable weekly, going through commercials, waiting the next week to see who got voted off. That's never been a thing. I'm binging these. So, I'm watching like four or five episodes at once, kind of thing, and then moving to the next one, or maybe yeah. not four, but that's a little drastic. But so for me, the excitement's kind of there, and you're getting an instant satisfaction out of it. So, maybe that changes things a little bit too. I'm not sure. But regardless, what I'm really enjoying about Survivor is that even though there's a lot of trickery in like reality shows in this way, Survivor can't trick everything. They can't they can't slot it in however they'll make money the most because a lot of it is, like you said, the dramatic game. There's the surviving game. There's like the, uh, the physical side to Survivor where you have to be a strong person who can get through challenges. There's the smart side of it where you have to uh, go through puzzle-like challenges. There's the social side of it, which is so intriguing to me that I didn't realize was actually so hard. I thought it was all reality and it's like, oh God, there's all this drama on this stupid show. Yeah. But no, it's actually part of the social game. So mm. like you could be the guy who rolls your eyes and it's like, I can't believe there's so much drama here. It's so annoying. But at the <laughs> same time, if you don't involve yourself in that drama, you get voted off. So yeah. I realized really quickly watching the show that I was like, oh, I don't have this show figured out the way I thought I did. Like I would have been voted off really quickly in this show. I was mm. like, that's interesting to me because right. you start to realize your own social games. So, um, yeah. so I guess I don't really have much more to say on the topic except for the fact that I just... I'm really liking Survivor, and it kind of shocks me how much I'm into a reality show because of everything you said about reality shows. I do yeah. agree with you, but this one, for some reason, is really working with me. I'm really liking it, so... Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Like, so with something with Survivor, that's probably one of the... That's, like, the pioneer, at least from what I can recall. It's pretty much, like, the pioneer uh, reality contest show, right? I do think, yeah, I think American Idol and Survivor were like the two, I think they came out around the same time and they were yeah. huge, like, like behemoths as far as these shows would go. Um, I think oh, American oh, actually, Idol, yeah, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. Uh, <laughs> American Idol, cause I'm thinking back to, I uh, just can, I can remember some stuff in high school. I think American Idol came out, must be like 2003 or 2004. Yeah. Because I think season two was when I was in grade 12. Uh, which which season was Clay Aiken? He was in season two, right? Clay Aiken and I Ruben Stuttered. Know. I didn't okay, watch well, American Idol. <laughs> they were yes. Yeah, so, uh, so they were season two, and I was in grade twelve. So grade yeah. So pretty sure Survivor came up before American Idol, if that's the case. Um, right. I remember Surviving being like the big thing. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, which was pretty intriguing. I think it's it's just interesting that uh, it was so. Like, considering that they've gone 39 seasons, it's, it's amazing to think that being the first show to do this, it didn't fizzle out. And in fact, it just, like, kept going on and there were always people willing to put themselves into this situation. Because, mm -hmm. like, Survivor, from what I know, like, you're, you're basically stranded on, like, an island or, like, in some place where the only tools you have are whatever you see in front of you, which is just, like, the environment. 
I guess, right? Like you don't, yeah. you don't have uh, like digital technology at your disposal. Um, and yeah, you have to rely on other people. So I can see why um, it's like it's a, it's a very unique thing on on its own, just because like you're you're witnessing people in these completely uh, like. I don't know. Yeah, these completely different situations where you have you have to kind of wonder, like, wow, like, could these people really survive? Could I survive if I were in that situation? Like, yeah. how? I, I think that's that's a big part of it too, right? Like, when you put yourself in their shoes, like, like you said, um, that if you were in it, you would get voted off really quickly. And I think I, yeah. I can see why that would be some of the appeal. It's like trying to like the human human nature of like problem solving, right? Like, it's what is tribalism. it? I need it's to trying do? to be able to fit in with a tribe, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's unique in that sense because. I think I was thinking about well I could survive on an island I could do these challenges these seem easy enough like I'm I'm like rip roaring ready to go you know I'm like this yeah let's do this but yeah. then I was like watching it and I was like God these people are annoying you know <laughs> I was like that would suck and then I was like I would suck <laughs> I realized really quickly I was like I would not be able to small talk with these people I wouldn't be able to figure this out and I was like and it reminds me of school in a sense and it yeah. reminds me of like yeah work sometimes and it's there's a lot of relatable things that even though these people are trapped on an island trying to quote unquote survive these are the same things that we go through in our daily lives too so it's it's pretty interesting yeah. uh, interesting to the point that these things are not made up you know watching big brother i feel like the whole show is made up maybe even scripted but mm. this i feel like you can't script it because it's all randomized anyways mm. um, now yeah. who's holding the sticks when they do a draw i don't know you know like maybe <laughs> maybe there is some kind of puppet master behind survivor but even if there is, I think it's pretty hard to trick a lot of the stuff they do in there. Um, I yeah. just want to say real quick, I forgot. My brother did audition for the reality show Wipeout. Do you remember that show? What is it? Wipeout. It was like I've re- never heard of that. It was a reality show where you had to like, there's all these like ball things. You had to dodge balls and stuff, and you had to go through like obstacle courses. It was like oh. um, uh, extreme, most extreme challenge. Do you remember that show? Uh, most extreme challenge. No. MXC. Oh. It was like was MXC that- but Americanized. Was that the one that was like ripped off from like the Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it was okay. that show, but Americanized, and it was a reality show. So people right. competed each episode to try to get to the end, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, my brother auditioned for it, and he was a rapper. Like he is a rapper yep. in his career. Yep. But when he auditioned, he told them he's a rapper, and they wanted him to play up the rapper role. So he was really trying to get into his rapper in his audition. He was really trying to be more of a rapper person, and uh, he actually never made it in. But I that. That alone, I think, has probably made me think that they slot people in. I think that's why I get this belief that they slot people in for reality shows is because yeah. when he came in for the audition, they were like, OK, you're the rapper, right? And they were like, they're like, so we're, we're going to play up the story that you're the rapper character. Yeah. So like it already you could tell like the, the curtain is gone there at that moment. It's like, OK, so when the show starts, they're going to be like, and here's blah and he's a rapper. And like they're going to like play that whole thing up. Right. So, yeah. So okay, now that you brought that up, I'll I'll mention my experience because I auditioned for So You Think You Can Dance Canada the first season. Yeah, you think you can dance? No, no, no. I'm saying so you think you can dance. Oh, I, I auditioned for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I I went as Matt Brush. Hi, <laughs> so, on Matt Brush. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from the Scumbar Podcast. Like, oh, is that you? Did you bring a brush? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So in the interview process, you okay. So basically, you go through like the first audition, and that, I guess that's in front of the producers. And then if they see that, I guess if they like you, or whatever, then you go on to the interview before you actually do those auditions that um, that you see on TV. Right. So, uh, in the interview process, like they, what what really bothered me, and it it sounds like it is what you're saying, was like I could see how they were trying to slot me into this yeah um this template. It's and a numbers so, game. It's how they make their money. It makes sense. Yeah. 
but that's why that's what deterred me from it so like they yeah. um okay i remember okay uh, the contract itself like there was some sort of like fine print where it did say like we like by signing this you give us the right to um it wasn't it wasn't as simple as like embellish your life but it was pretty much like to like basically make up stories about your life exaggerate like, more to, about you than yeah, what you really are yeah the, the wording the wording made it seem to me like it was very obvious that it's like you can basically just say whatever you want so um but it's been so long now like it's hard to really recall but anyway the questions that they asked me were like um so uh what's your what's living at home like um do you do you get along with your parents do you have any brothers um do you live with your brothers do you right. fight with your brothers um like are you sure you don't fight with your brothers and i was right. like what like why do you yeah. like the 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 follow-up question for like um like are you sure there aren't any like conflicts that happen i'm like okay you're obviously digging for just like conflict and you just want to sell that like i'm just here to audition as a dancer not as like a poor not not as well, like a, for you. a sorry story so like it was ah uh, that that did, that really turned me off from Aww. reality shows like that's a that means that you're was a good a, person i don't know if that means i'm a good person i it think does. it is you identified it in the uh, moment okay not a lot of people sure. can do that you're very self-aware good good for you good job <laughs> well okay thank you thank you that claps for you thank you no, really. Thank you. Bow. I want to see the bow. Oh. Nice. That was a very... Wow. You are a dancer. <laughs> I know you can dance. That's the sequel. <laughs> the follow-up reality show. I know you can dance. So you think um, you can dance? No, I know. No, I can dance. Uh, Anthos. Matt Brush. Typically, in the halfway point of the show, we like to play a thing on a wheel of something. I can't remember what it's called. It's called, like, the Wheel of Scum. Scum, 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 scum. What I'm going to do for today, though, is I'm going to throw a wrench into the works. Ooh, squishy wrench. And uh, I'm going to just give you some trivia here because I'd like to move on. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do is give you a speed challenge. Oh. And you're going to have to answer these questions extremely lightning fast. Round. Lightning round. And there's my friend's lightning reference. Ball. <laughs> the, the lightning the round, lightning round. <laughs> something gonna... i like to call the lightning round what's uh oh my god what is it what's monica's favorite movie what's her actual favorite movie <laughs> we get the birdies i love we, that yeah part. <laughs> uh okay. her, wait, wait, her her favorite movie dangerous liaisons her actual favorite movie is we get birdies yeah <laughs> okay anthos are you ready for lightning round yes okay we are talking I legend so of zelda good at lightning round i'm so <laughs> sorry Okay, we are talking Legend of Zelda. Are you ready? Oh. Answer as fast as you can. Oh boy, okay. Here we go. Green. And who is the hero of the game? Link. Who is the villain? Ganondorf. What triangle artifact do the hero and villain the, both try to claim? The Triforce. In what land does the game take place? Hyrule. What volcanic mountain can be found in the north of that land? Oh no. Uh, uh, I guess which Zelda we're talking about. Oh shoot. Just Vol says The Legend of Zelda. Uh, what I... volcanic mountain can be found in the north of that land? <laughs> I want to say Mordor. Blank <laughs> Mountain. I can't remember. Ah, oh, shoot. You can say next. Okay, next. What is the currency of the game? Rupees. What musical instrument does the hero often use? Ocarina. What was the first Zelda game released for the GameCube? Oh shoot, GameCube. Uh, 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 um, 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 uh, Legend of Zelda. GameCube, GameCube, GameCube. Wind Waker. What game was released for the Switch? Uh, Breath of the Wild. 
What type of animal is Epona? Horse. What type of a creature can be stored wall. in a bottle and can revive the hero when he dies? Fairy. What weapons are Dodongos vulnerable to? Uh, ha- hammers. <laughs> what do Gorons eat? Oh, shoot. <laughs> what do they eat? Rocks? What Australian weapon does the hero use to stun his enemies? Australian? Oh, Australian so, well, weapon. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a boomerang. Boomerang? What type boomerang. of creature is Poe? A ghost. What does the old man say when he gives the hero a sword in the original game? It's blank to blank blank. Oh, it's uh, it's dangerous to go out alone. Nice. What type of animal can the hero become in the Twilight Wolf. Princess? What magic sword does the hero wield? The master's magic sword, like the master sword. What Sheikah warrior is often portrayed as Zelda's bodyguard? Sheik. What 1920s socialite inspired the name Zelda? What? Ooh, I know this. That's 19... like the only one I know. What 1920s social? There's only one person named Zelda, and she lived in the 1920s. Like, <laughs> like Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Her husband wrote The Great Gatsby. Uh, that doesn't help me figure out who she is. <laughs> Zelda Fitzgerald. Oh, I have no idea who that is. Oh. Zelda Fitzgerald. She was like an aristocrat back in the time of the like 1920s. Was she related to Ella Fitzgerald? No. Okay. No, not at all. I don't know okay. what you're talking about. Um, okay. Okay, so that was a lightning round. Good job, Anthos. I have no idea what you got because uh, <laughs> I don't have the answers in front of me. I just had the questions. So um, <laughs> I know that so you didn't get never one. Reveal anything. You didn't know the what volcanic mountain one, uh, so you didn't get that. And you also didn't know what Gorons ate, I don't think. I, I said rocks, but I guess that's probably oh, oh, wrong. I'm sorry. You did say rocks. No, the other one was, what was the first Zelda game released for the GameCube? Now, I think it actually was the Four Swords. Huh? Four yeah, Swords? That's I think like... they did... Yeah, it's a GBA game, but I think they did four... Oh, actually, no. Four Swords was a dual disc with Wind Waker, actually. So, what? Four Swords release date. Are you sure? I think so. Four Swords was released on March 18th, 20, 2004... And then Wind Waker release. So March 18th, 2004. Oh, you were... No, I'm sorry, you were very right. It's December 13th, 2002 for uh, Wind Waker. Uh, there's a dual disc that has four swords and Wind Waker on it that my friend had. And so oh. I kind of thought for some reason that... Win- I don't know why, but I thought four swords came beforehand. But nope, no, no, you were right. I'm sorry. I thought it was kind of a trick question, but never mind. Interesting. So you did good. I think you got uh, out of 20, I think you got 19. I probably I didn't get all of them, but like they most likely used to mine rocks. Yo. Oh, they do eat rocks. Okay. Yeah. So I think you got all of them except for uh, whatever the volcanic mountain can be found in the north of Hyrule. Uh, what is the volcano? Magic Mountain. It's literally. No, Death Mountain. Oh, is it? Oh, wait. I guess it. Yeah, Death Mountain. Ah. Uh, darn it. Ah, uh, should have gotten that one. Yeah, still, you did very good for first speed round. Like, <sighs> I thought I knew, like, maybe the bare minimum of Zelda, and I thought that would probably get me through most of that. I could answer, yeah. like, maybe the first five. Yeah. But I was shocked. As soon as we were getting into Gorons and Sheikah Warriors, I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, it's like, and there was, like, a Doduro or something. I was like, I don't know any of this. Like, this is weird to me. Well, so. I'm happy with how that turned out. Yeah, good on you. You did very well. You, you made the Zelda people happy. Cool. Well, I'm sure they're pretty mad that I didn't get Death Mountain. I doubt they care that much. And Thaws, let's move on to topic 22222, World 2-2. Two. 
Ooh, two 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 two, with a two two twist. Don't twist your tutus. I two two twos you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Ralph. It's that kind of day. Okay, go ahead. What's your topic, Anthos? So my topic is more. Uh, is it an interactive thing? Okay. Uh oh. Basically, what I'm gonna do is. Yep. Uh, I want to know, based on some things that I would sort of compare and contrast with, which would you rather? Ooh, we're going to play and would I you rather? And I open up the floor to you to ask me uh, whatever kind of questions you can think of. So my first okay. question, and this is what prompted me to think of this topic, because like I just I realized that there are some, similar, some similarities amongst like different uh, TV shows and movies and, and whatnot. But okay. um, would you rather... Have Felix the Cat's bag or the magic school bus? Remind me what Felix the Cat's bag does. Okay, basically his bag, like, like, it's you, like Mary he, Poppins, can he, he pull, can anything, pull out of it? anything out of that bag? And it's or, it's a it's a big ooh, yellow a bag. That's a good one. Or magic school bus. So you either get a yellow bag that you can pull out anything, or you get a yellow bus that can turn into anything. Interesting. Huh. I'm gonna have to go with the bag. I Why? feel like I could. I feel like with my imagination, if it truly works with whatever I want to pull out of it, with yeah. my imagination, I could probably always make something work to the same extent that I would with the Magic School Bus. Mm. Like Magic School Bus is fairly limitless, so they're both pretty good options they're regardless both of what you do. Pretty limitless if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. But I feel like no matter what, whatever the Magic School Bus can do, the Magic Bag, you could pull something out that can make it so you can do the same thing. Right. I think, right? So okay. I mean, it, by that logic, I feel like the magic bag is the better choice. Although I have to admit the magic school bus also sounds really cool. Right. So, yeah, like I... It's hard for me to really say like which one I would rather have. Like I like the idea of just like having this bag and I can just pull things out and I still got a bag. So it's just like, it's almost like dual purpose, right? Um, the one main difference I see is that having the magic, magic school bus is like it's alive. Yeah. So, like, I'll always have this friend with me. Like, I'll always have, like, uh, like an entity that I can, uh, like, speak to or just, like, be with. Even though they, they both kind of do the same thing. Like, they both have these limitless um, powers. But at the same time, say, like, the Magic School Bus. Like, say we're flying in outer space and I accidentally send the bus towards, like, the sun. And I don't, I don't get a chance to, like, prep it so that I can survive the sun, then I would be really sad that I just threw this entity, like a sentient being into the sun. So that's like, that's like the pro and con for me. Like it's nice to have him as a friend, but at the same time, I would feel really worried about putting it in very dangerous circumstances. So, but I would say I would go with the bus because at least the way it is, I can drive around or it can drive <laughs> me around. So yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But, yeah. I do like the boss because he goes, meep, meep. Yeah. <laughs> Magic school bus. Magic school bus. So my next question is, would you okay. rather okay. be a Power Ranger or a Voltron? I don't know what they were called. I didn't watch Voltron. What's but a Voltron? <laughs> Voltron. <laughs> you know the show Voltron? I mean, no. it's pretty much that. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I've never heard of Voltron before. It sounds like Transformers to me. It, Voltron was like what Age happened. Age of Voltron, that's a it thing, It came right? before Power Rangers, I believe. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Pretty sure. Oh, I've totally seen like a promo for this on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. They they have like Ultron a re- looks like Ultron. the dude the Power Rangers become when they mighty the, morph. Like the ninja one, right? Yeah. Or not the ninja one. The uh, yeah, yeah, the ninja one. Like, um, are you sure Voltron's not the thing that they morph into? It's even got like the green guy has like the tiger face. Well, the blue what I mean guy is like tiger face. Yeah. So would you rather be a Power Ranger or the thing that like Voltron that turns into Voltron, like the people? Oh, so Voltron's from Power Rangers. No, Voltron is from like people that have powers that can turn into Voltron. I guess. What? You know what? Let's 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 can so this confusing. question. Hey, I have a question like, for I, you. I have a question for you. My okay. answer to that one was Power Rangers because I don't know Voltron. But okay. I have a question for you. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna make a live action Legend of Zelda. This is hypothetical. They're gonna make okay. a live action Legend of Zelda. They yeah. couldn't get David Harbor to play Link. I don't know why, but he it. was busy, so they couldn't get him. So instead, would you rather they get? Um, Chandler Riggs from The Walking Dead or the kid from Game of Thrones and The Maze Runner. I can't remember his name. Thomas Brody Sangster. Wait, he was in The Maze Runner? Thomas. Yeah, he was in The Maze Runner. He was amazing in The Maze Runner. He was, you could really uh, say he was amazing. Oh, that guy. Uh, I would get him. You'd get him over Chandler Riggs. And why? Um... Something about his, the way that I've seen him, like, on screen, like, I can see how he would have, uh, like, (laughs) yes, he could sound like him, but something about his character, the characters that he's played, like, I feel like he already fits, like, a potential, like, uh, like, that hero character, um, like, he's always, he's always doing things for, like, the greater good sort of thing. Um, okay. whereas, I don't know, Chandler Biggs, like, maybe he just did a really good job. Ch- Chandler Riggs, sorry. <laughs> Chandler, Chandler Biggs. Biggs. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> uh, Chandler, Chandler Riggs, like, his character in the beginning, actually, it was on and off. Like, I really hated his character. It was He was just so annoying. Yeah. So it's hard for me to see him in something other than, like, that kind of character where I would just, like, hate. And I don't want to hate Link. So, Link, yeah. he come to town. Come to save. The Princess Elda. Um, yeah. Okay, does it change your mind that Tom Holland just lost his career as Spider-Man and he's penniless and looking for a new job and he sees that there's a Link movie and so he auditions. Does it change your mind at all that Tom Holland is now in the throwing? Uh, that's interesting. I would probably still go with the Sangster. Sangster. You're, you're hooked on Sangster. I think hooked so. Sangster. <laughs> But if I uh, if I were to pick some like random character out of nowhere, um, I would pick uh, what's his name? David Fenton. David Harbor. You can't no. get David Harbor. Stop no, trying so, to throw sorry, him what's the uh, Legend of Zelda. Bill, Bill Fenton. What's that kid's name? Who's Draco? Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Who's he played by? Dan Dan Felton, isn't it? Tom Felton. Sorry. Tom Felton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can kind of see him as like like a young adult Link. <laughs> Yeah, but Tom Felton's got my issue. He's like, he's got the widow's peak going so hard now that he's starting to look forty. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's got the devil the horns, side. and then it's just totally going back and back and back. Yeah. So he doesn't know what to do with his hair anymore. So they would really have to put a wig on him if he was going to play Link, because <laughs> Link would not be able to come to town anymore. <laughs> um, Link, he stays at home. He watches kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know he's in the Flash, right? He's actually he actually plays like a, a cop, or he's like um, a CSI guy in in the Flash. Really? 
Yeah, so he's been around town in Vancouver, and people have taken pictures with him at the oh, uh, at the, the Orpheum. I was in the Orpheum with Tom Felton as we watched Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Chamber of, of Fire? Secrets together. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. And every time he was on screen, before, everyone yeah. went. Woo! Oh, they showed him on screen. Well, oh, so in the I, movie, I, like his we character. I thought even like yeah. they they sh- like they panned to him like a live feed. No, that would have been see. so embarrassing for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I got a couple more. Okay. Uh, would you rather be a machine transformer or a beast transformer? Oh, beasties, beast really? wars. Beast wars. Beast wars. I love that show, man. <laughs> I would be I would be Optimus Primal. No, I wouldn't. I'd be Cheetor. No, I wouldn't. I'd be Rat Trap. I like Rat Trap. He was the coolest. He goes, Rat Trap yeah, was Optimus, really cool. Optimus, come on, man. <laughs> I feel like Rat Trap was so underrated. That, that guy was so cool. He was great, and he did so much stuff, and he had probably the biggest character arc out of them all. He was always complaining and being like, I don't want to do this, man. And then he'd get thrown into the situation, and he would do it every time. Yeah, he would great. step up. He would be the one that would, like, he would go in and, like, spy, and he would be, like, he was, like, the R2-D2 towards the end. Like, he would yeah. just, like, he would just right. do it. He'd just, yeah. And actually underrated as well was Rhinox. Because I feel like he did a lot. He was like Optimus's like right hand man all the time. He was always yeah. there to like support him. But at the same time, he was so brutal. Like he always had to like patch himself up because he would get injured. Because he was like the yeah. tank. He could take. Yeah, anything. he was the tank. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did he turn into a tank? No. But he was a rhino. <laughs> he was a so rhino. My, my answer is Beast Wars because I actually never watched the original Transformers, so I don't know like Starscream and Bug Beetle <laughs> Bug B B. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know B. Beetlebug. I don't know who B is. Um, to me, Bumblebee is Cheetor, and Starscream is Dinobot, and uh, Optimus Prime is Optimus Primal. Like I don't know the other ones, so to me, all that's weird. <laughs> Wait, so who I did like you say is Cheetor? Cheetor is Bumblebee. I think. I, I don't that's think how so. I would see it. I mean, I, th- I don't know if like I don't know if it's actually canon for any of these characters, but the way I always saw it was Cheetor was Bumblebee. I took Cheetor as uh, as Hot Rod. Oh yeah, okay. I I didn't know. I don't know who Hot Rod is. I guess. That's that's fine. Yeah. And then I would take a uh, Tigatron. I think you're right though. I actually think you're right. I think that is who he's supposed to be. Mm. And then I took Tigatron as Cup because like at least in the movie, in the one that we watched together, the animated movie, like Cup and Hot Rod, they traveled together. And oh, Cup was right. like I he's like the, that movie. he's I the old all that movie. Yeah. Um. He's like that old, like an old truck or whatever, like old Japanese truck. Oh, and you know Tigatron what? That... is kind of like the older, wiser Cheetor. So that's why I saw like that kind of pairing. I actually forgot how good that movie was, though. <laughs> you know, I actually entirely movie. forgot all about that movie. And now I'm replaying that movie. And there were some good characters in it. Like, yeah. who's Jazz? I remember the name Jazz. J- uh, Jazz is the white... Uh, is he a Porsche? Um, was he cool in the movie? I think he was. Yeah, but he didn't last too long. Like, he didn't have a lot of scenes, I mean. Hmm. The scenes, the scenes in Transformers, like that animated movie, um, yeah. mainly revolved around, um, like the Dinobots, um, Hot Rod Cup, RC, oh, yeah. um, the Grimlock or whatever. Grimlock, yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. so funny in that movie. Grimlock, oh, man. awesome. I really like that one. Um, yeah. but my answer would still be Beast Wars. Okay. That's fair. I think uh, <laughs> like it's it's such a toss up for me, but like, I think like if I wanted to transform from like um like humanoid to a, something else i think i would choose the machine so 
Like, mm. I don't know. You don't like want the to be a that... pterodactyl? You don't want to be pterosaur? Pterosaur! <laughs> or waspinator. Waspinator. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw... Uh... Or uh, oh, uh, uh, Scorponok. Scorponok. Yeah. <laughs> they... <laughs> They're like Pokemon. They say their own names. They really are, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like the way that I like when I picture Optimus Prime for example like when he shows up in that scene right he's got that trailer behind him and then after he transforms back into humanoid mode he like he uses rocket boosters and he goes like flying into the air and he's like slow-mo like shooting down at everybody like below him and I'm like oh that looks so cool it looks so fun I could like jump really high in the air and land without pain and I don't know I think it'd just be it'd be fun to be able to like go in and out of like car to human car human, so yeah. yeah. Nah, Beast Wars all the way. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Isn't there? Okay. A, there's a tarantula as well as like a Black Widow, isn't there? Yeah, and it is. Yeah, it's tarantulous. Tarantulous. Right? Yeah, I remember that when he transforms into a human, his legs are still there. They're like yeah, they're out. like in in his back. Yeah. And Same thing with. Yeah, the the Black Widow chick sort of has that too. Is is her name just Widow? No, Black Arachnia. Black Arachnia, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, do you remember, remember there the was Tiger a... guy now too? I remember who you're talking about. Nice. Um, do you remember the ant? I think his name was Inferno. So he was no. a fire ant, and like he would always sacrifice himself for uh, for <laughs> Megatron. But like because he's an ant, he serves the queen. So Megatron was his queen, and every time oh. he sacrifices himself, he'd be like, "For the queen." Oh, I do remember. Just, like, him. Okay, I see him now. Yeah, died. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he like British or something? Uh, he had like a funny he voice. Had, like a bit. Well, of a they all British had funny accent. voices, but yeah, no. yeah. F- I re- I rewatched the show in like 2008 and went through the whole thing again. Yeah, and I was like, I was shocked how how good it was. Still, I really liked it. But the most exciting episodes was when uh, I don't remember what it's called now, an Allspark or something like would come down somewhere, and the Optimals were trying to get to it, and the Predacons. Predacons, thank you. We're trying to get to it as well. And you didn't know who was going to make it in time. And whoever made it in time then oh, Maximals. Maximals and Predacons. Thank you. Yeah. Maximals, yeah. And whoever made it there in time was then going to convert that spark thing to be the next one of theirs. It was so exciting because you're like, oh, what's it going to be next? And every time it was such a unique character. And it always had like yeah. a good personality, interesting voice acting, and like a cool look to them. Uh, it's a good show. It's a really good show. It was a good show, yeah. Um, okay, my last one that I have, but we could probably think of some more. Uh, unless you've got some off the top of your head. I haven't but... thought of any more. Okay, well, would you rather be Spider-Man or Iron Man? Um, Spider-Man's my favorite out of most of the heroes. Like, as far as, like, my whole life has gone and, and before MCU and all that, Spider-Man yeah. has been, like, one I really like. Uh, so I'd probably just pick Spider-Man. I think I'm also more familiar with all of spider-man than i am with all of iron man like i don't totally get iron man i know he's a genius and he's rich Mm -hmm. and like i don't know how far you can go with that you can probably go forever because it seems like he can kind of just go on forever with peter i know his limitations and i know his unique abilities and i like that and i would just like to live my life as peter parker i think it's pretty interesting okay so i'd pick the peter parker peter Peter parker i I would also pick spider-man but more so because like so his actual abilities like the superhuman strength um the spidey sense um and also he is like super smart so like they've they both got that factor Mm. um but in the end iron man like tony stark is really just a human with a lot of like suits yeah and so without the suits he's like unless he's like he can 
at this point, like what we've seen in the MCU, like he can bring about a suit at will, but without it, you know, he is just human. And when it comes to Spider-Man, uh, like Peter Parker, he still has those abilities. So he could like, um, he still has that strength. He could sense things faster. Um, it just seems also really fun to be able to swing around. Like yeah. I, I would just, all, all I would do all day would just like find all the tallest buildings and just swing for days. So if you'd be seen so easily, like some maniac control, I guess you have, yeah, 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 it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd like that. I think it'd be fun. Obviously being Tony's not bad either, but Peter Parker is much more interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, like they, they definitely have their, their layers, but like an onion. Yeah, an onion. I don't think anybody can say layers anymore without somebody else saying like an onion. Like, like an onion. <laughs> and I just not. don't think it's possible. Um, okay. Anyway. So I don't have a would you rather. Do you have another one? <laughs> that's fine. That that's all. Those are all the ones that I I thought of. Um, I'm gonna ask um, Duck Duck Go. Would you rather? I'm gonna see what the first thing comes up. Interesting. Would you rather? Okay, there's a site. I hope it's a randomly generated site that randomly generates would you rathers. <laughs> I want okay. to think of more, but it's yeah. Would you rather lead a boring life from here forward? <laughs> That's a weird way to phrase this question. Would you rather lead a boring life from here forward or be reborn with all your memories into a baby of the opposite sex? Whoa. That's a weird uh... question. Lead a boring life from here forward. How do you define that? Like, how do you know your life's going to be boring? Yeah. And then also keep all your memories, but be born again as a baby of the opposite sex. I think... I guess, yeah, it depends on how you define A better way to phrase life. this is just keep living your life or make the choice to be able to be a baby of the opposite sex with your memories. Yeah, I would ooh, I would probably go be born again in the opposite sex. You think so? I think so. Like, I guess and the only... why is the follow-up? Well, yeah, of course. I guess because, like, I wouldn't... Like, I definitely don't want to live a boring life, but if I were to be born again into, uh, like, the baby of the opposite sex... Um, like, at least I have some knowledge going into it. Yeah. And I can, I still have the ability to learn and grow. Um, and the, the only difference is that I just have some predetermined knowledge, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably, I'd probably go with that. I'll be a baby. Okay. How about you? I, I just keep my life. I wouldn't change. Okay. I'm also bo- boring in that sense. When people are like, would you do this for a million dollars? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like what if i give you 10 million no a billion what if i give you 10 billion gazillion dollars i'm like no no <laughs> it's boring but it's true i just i wouldn't i'm sorry but i just i don't i don't sell so yeah i thought of one okay would you rather have a pokemon or a digimon pokemon <laughs> really will ash find his pokemon no i'm just making fun of you for how you say pokemon you say it correctly and i make fun of you every time for saying it i say i say will, the, will ash in the gang find version, his pokemon but... <laughs> You gotta be like Canadian about it. Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Is that Canadian? But Canadians have Canadian French, and Canadian French has E's with accents. Yeah, and Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm American secretly. I don't know. Pokemon, Canadian. Pokemon. You got a Pokemon. And you gotta do the like, Poka while you're on. Would you like a Pokemon or a Digimon? I don't know. I don't know Digimon very well, so I'd pick Pokemon in a heartbeat. I would pick well, a Squirtle. Okay, I can give you some context. So with Digimon, they can speak English, 
Um, they what? can even they can. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that at all. I would not want to talk to my pets. If my dog was talking to me, I would I would kick it out of the house. I, I don't want an intellectual pet. <laughs> well, okay. So this is this is where the difference would lie because like the way that they've kind of panned them out, like in the beginning, when you have your first your first Pokemon, it's pretty much like a pet. But yep. with Digimon, it's more like a companion, like a Di- friend. Di- Digimon. So, so with Digimon, yeah, like they can, they can digivolve, but they can also <laughs> devolve, I guess. Like they can turn into like their higher forms, but they can also go back into their smaller forms. Okay. So they have like more flexibility that way. But they can also go back into like this egg form. I don't, I can't remember how that happens. They probably like push their limits and then they go, they get turned into an egg. Like Super Saiyan. Yes, just there like Super is- Saiyan. There's a version beyond Super Saiyan. There's a Saiyan beyond Super Saiyan. It's Super it's Super called, Saiyan. It's called Egg. <laughs> egg Saiyan. <laughs> super God Egg Mode Saiyan. It's, Did you? I love that episode. It's called Super Side Up. Sorry. I love, actually, Vegeta does it twice, but I love the episode where Vegeta thinks he's a Super Saiyan, and he's like, witness the power of a Super Saiyan. Oh, yeah. And then he's just not a Super Saiyan. And like when Goku is a Super Saiyan, you're just like, okay, that's a Super Saiyan. That's, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. crazy. That, that, that's um, what he wants to be. But then he does it again later on with Super Saiyan 2. They're throwing around this whole Super Saiyan 2 thing. And then Vegeta, one episode, I think it's against the androids, they suddenly like, witness the power of a Super Super Saiyan, <laughs> you know? It's like, I think they call it Super Vegeta, and it's like a an excelled form beyond Super Saiyan. Yeah. And it's still not Super Saiyan 2. And then Goku <laughs> again is like, nah, this is Super Saiyan 2. Blue lightning comes out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So... Um, would you rather... Yeah. Okay. Super Saiyan 2, or... No, um... Would you rather go to a gunfight with a pellet pistol or go to a knife fight with a butter knife? So you're gonna go to a gunfight with a pellet gun. Or a knife fight with a butter knife? I like this question. Uh, probably knife fight with a butter knife. Ooh. Have you been in a knife fight before? <laughs> Have you been in a gunfight before? Yeah, all the time. Call oh, of Duty, come on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Come on. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I would go with the knife fight with, knife fight with a butter knife because... I feel like that's slightly more even playing field. Like, um, if you were to stab somebody with a knife, it's probably it's probably easy to like push it through the flesh. The knife takes a bit more force, but I feel like that difference is a lot bigger when you compare a gun to a pellet gun. Interesting, right? I like would a- take personally, I would take the pellet gun because I think in a, a butter knife. If you jab it at somebody, you gotta jab pretty hard for it to pierce any kind of skin. And you're not you're also not gonna slice anyone, which I think is mostly the injuries in a knife fight, are slices. So well, you know, I think I think you could, because if you're gonna if you're gonna take a swipe at somebody, you're not gonna do it with with like weak force. You're gonna do it like with a pretty strong force. With I a can see butter knife? I just don't see it slicing at all though. Not a, not skin. It's not gonna slice skin. I it's think, just gonna I gradually go. <laughs> it's gonna make that noise too. <laughs> Across the skin, <laughs> just um, float off you like water. But like, and also, let's say you did stab somebody with the butter knife. You actually were able to apply enough force to stab somebody, which could happen. Your knife is stuck in that person now. There's no way you're getting that knife back, and they've now got a sharp knife. I'm assuming at least, uh, and are fighting back. So like, depending on where you stab them, they're probably gonna have the upper hand pretty quick. Meanwhile, with a pellet gun. You can weaken someone pretty quick with a pellet gun. Let's just say the other guy was a bad shot, and you're a good shot. 
With a pellet gun, you can take someone to their knees pretty quickly. But then, uh, if okay, if you can't you can't really put skill into it because if you say like you give somebody like a black belt a butter knife and then like a no belt uh, a a knife knife, like the black belt the who, the one who has more experience is also going to be able to just like overpower okay. the other person. Well, but that's still, because of their still own removing skill. Skill then still removing skill. Your your odds of survival, I believe, are better with the pellet gun than with the knife because the caliber of pellet gun to regular gun the threshold difference there um compared to the threshold difference between butter knife and like switchblade or something are are vastly different right so i think your your, your odds of survival are much better with the pellet gun so i choose pellet gun you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> fine fine <laughs> is that a friend's reference what <laughs> uh, for some reason it sounds like ross and or chandler i can hear both in that fine. i can hear i can hear ross saying hi, hi. like russ russ and yeah, ross. Yeah, russ like, oh can you hi. answer me a friend's question Probably. was russ played by david schwimmer yeah okay i never got that so russ was actually david schwimmer when i yes. watched it and i haven't seen the episode in a long time but I always thought that Russ was just a guy that looked like David Schwimmer, but wasn't actually David Schwimmer. <laughs> well, I'm okay. I've never looked oh, this up, but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, Rachel begins dating a guy named Russ, who bears an uncanny resemblance to Ross. Both roles were played by David Schwimmer. Good. Yep. Good on them. Yeah, we mentioned Russ's this before, but they actually did pretty good with their clone stuff in Friends. Like, yeah, like Phoebe and Ursula they, was really yeah, done Phoebe well. and Ursula they do a really good job with it, but also. Well, the Russ and Ross thing, it looks to me like they're using the split frame quite a bit, the camera, and oh, then yeah. just filming it twice. Yeah. And putting the two shots together. But there's a few where they brought an extra in to play David Schwimmer while they're playing off each other. So yep. at least they're doing that. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, never mind. I'm looking at a shot right now where Russ is actually handing papers to Ross, and he's actually crossing the split to hand them to Ross, which is very interesting. It's harder oh. to do that. Oh, just keep in mind, we're talking about the 90s here, so it is harder yeah. to do that on TV. So that was well done, too. So actually, yeah, I got a hand friends. They they had fun with that. Cool. And it, and um, it worked. It paid off. Looks good. I think we've talked about this, but Ursula was a character in um, the, the little TV mermaid. show before Friends. Yeah, she was. <laughs> oh, um, unfortunate swall. Shoot. Uh, did we not talk about this? Ursula Buffet in, uh, is it Matt? Yeah, Matt about you. Ah, that's what it is. So, um... Okay, so Lisa Kudrow played Ursula Buffet in the TV series Mad About You, which was which oh, yeah. took place before Friends. Yeah, it's a crossover. There was back in this time yeah. when Friends was big and Mad About You was big and Seinfeld was big. There was this kind of like New York TV show era, almost like Avengers today, where they wanted to like spin off everything into each other so that they were all in the same universe. Mm. So there's actually a scene in Mad About You. Might be yeah, it's in Mad About You where the main character from Mad About You had Jerry's apartment before Jerry did in Seinfeld, and Kramer was his kooky neighbor from across the hall, and okay. then he sells his apartment to Jerry. So that universe was connected, and then you're right, yeah, Ursula was was it is it Phoebe or Ursula that's in Mad About You? Ursula. Ursula. Okay, so yeah, then Ursula is in Mad About You, and they were connecting them all together. There was actually going to be an episode, and it's in Friends, but not in Seinfeld, I think, or Mad About You. Um where everything New York was going to go through a blackout and it was yeah. going to affect all three TV shows. Uh, now, Friends did it. It's the episode in like season one where Chandler is stuck in the bank with an attractive woman. I'm so going to 
ATM vestibule with drill good acre. <laughs> That's the one. That's yeah. the one. And uh, that moment was going to be a blackout for everyone in New York, and everyone gets stuck in, in situations. Um, I think in Seinfeld, it's maybe where Elaine was stuck on a train. There's an episode where she's stuck on a train for like the whole episode, and it, it yeah. is locked. Um, I think maybe that's when they were going to connect them, but they didn't actually end up doing what they wanted to do and connect them all together. But yeah, there mm. was this going to be like this hidden background, like Avengers esque sort of thing going on. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I just put my two cents of Seinfeld into that. Did you have more about the Ursula stuff though? I don't actually know uh, the Ursula scene in Mad About You. No, I, she's she is uh, she's just a waitress in that. Oh, oh, actually, well, they they did do that episode like. Um, uh, where they kind of reference it. So in Friends, where... Um, oh, shoot. What's her name? Actress. Blonde actress. She's uh, in What Women Want. What's her name? Meg Ryan? No. I don't know. Uh, I'm what women want? It's going to bug me. Do Helen Hunt. Roberts? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. So, so Helen Hunt, uh, she comes into the into Central Park with uh, some other actress. I, can't, I don't know who she is, but um, they come in wanting coffee. And then they see, well, Lisa Kudrow's character. They see Phoebe, basically, but they think it's Ursula. And so the reference is actually supposed to be to, uh, I think, to Mad About You because they see her and they think like, oh, it's Ursula. Like she must have, she must be working at this coffee shop now, not the one from Mad About You. I think that's, I think that's the reference anyway. Good job. <laughs> Thank you for the audience at home. I just spilled water all over myself. Oh, that's a good job. It's very at impressive. Least, at least it's water, but. I looked up and my girlfriend is just about to park in the in the house here, so she's about to come inside. I want to ask her a question and get on the podcast. Um, Ooh. Just so you know. So Okay. Well it's um Is it a would you rather question? No. Ah. Uh do you okay. have any more would you rather this for me? Uh no, but I want to think of some and then uh, message you privately. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> if please I can do. think of some. And audience at home, if you've got a would you rather that you would like us to answer on the podcast for you, please comment it for us because we'd love to hear it. Yeah, just, like, would you rather love it? Would you rather hear more of Matt Brush or would you rather hear more of Anthos? And do you like this voice or do you like Anthos's voice? <laughs> or, uh, or. <laughs> that's what it should be called. This or that. Yeah, it should be called that. <laughs> oh, like, that's gonna be that's gonna be the uh, oh, hashtag. Is this a new it's wheel be, of scum game? <laughs> it's gonna be so. It's gonna be hashtag this or Ooh. so o w o u w a that this or that. Is there. it like crossover cross bover, but now it's a this or that? What that? Yep. <laughs> wow, this show is just oh, evolving. This or that? I love it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> just invented just now. Um, okay, well, Anthos, where can the audience find you? Well, you can find me on well, Twitter at a n t h z one. And if you'd like to find me, you can find me at Castaway. No, you can find me at Matt Gaming <laughs> on Twitter. I always want to throw Castaway Matt into that. Um, Matt Gaming on cast Twitter. Castaway that Castaway. Castaway. He who cast the first stone. Um, and if you want to find this podcast in video form on YouTube, you can go to Matt Gaming on YouTube and find it there. And you can watch it there. And you can comment and like and subscribe and all that good fun stuff. And please do comment if you've got some suggestions for us. If you'd just like to say hi, we'd love to get your comments. Uh, if you want to hear this podcast in audio form, then just check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, we're available on most, if not all of them. So from what I can see, we're on everything. Everything possible. Go to your Samsung fridge and we're on it somewhere. Yeah. So just we're just click. like, yeah, Google, DuckDuckGo, Mozilla Firefox. We're on all of those. Just, just we're a scumbar podcast away. So please yeah. let us know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's about all I have to say. But I know Anthos has been dying 
what you've been dying to tell us. I know you've got this prepared. You have, you have like a paper or something. So go ahead. I, I'll, t I'll stop taking up your time. Go ahead. Never take for granted <laughs> what you think should be resolved in time. All right. <laughs> that oh, it's still is going. the never-ending story. <laughs> the never-ending story. <laughs> nice. Okay, well done. 